Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Zone question of the day, will you buy Flow Hoop subscription? $29.99 to watch those four games overseas. Right now it's 78% no. That surprised me a little bit. I thought it would be a little higher. It's still early. It's only, you know, 30-something votes. We just posted it, but thought that would be – I thought it may be closer to 50-50. Yeah. Let's go to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Bring in Scotty Bordelon from WholeHogSports.com. Scotty, what's up? How are you? Doing good, man. I just got my full sports subscription. Um, <laughs> I was – you know, a lot of people on our message board are, you know, not jumping on board to, to watch this team and – um, if you want to want to follow along for updates, we'll have them this afternoon. So I'm I'm just looking forward to watching this team play a little bit. Well, let's let's stick with the basketball for a minute. Um, what what do you want to see? What is it you'll be looking for? Yeah, I think first, you know, off the top, I just want to see the three five stars. You know, just how they you know mesh with the rest of the team in a in a real game setting. I mean, it's one thing to you know, play well and, and do different things and, and practice, but, you know, you go up against, the, you know, another team. And I, I read that I think it was maybe an Arkansas game or Arkansas trip blog yesterday. The teams that they're going to be playing are kind of known for physicality, and I think that's kind of what this team needs to, you know, maybe get their, their feet firmly underneath them. You know, Nick Smith's the guy that, you know, he hurt his finger, I think, early last week and kind of day-to-day. Um, going into the trip, I, I'm I'm eager to to see him. You know, when when we went and watched practice last Wednesday, he wasn't out there with the guys going through drills and different things like that. He was kind of off to the side, getting some work in with the with the support staffer, and the energy was just kind of different with without Nick out there, without you know, kind of an, an alpha uh, in the backcourt. But you know, I got a lot of belief in Anthony Black. I think there's a lot of potential in his jumper. That was kind of one thing I was a little bit concerned about, but Washington, I think there's a lot of potential there. And I'm not sure how many people keep up with the NBA that much, but Jalen Graham, the kid from transferred from Arizona State, he said he he likes to to compare um, Jordan Walsh to Mikhail Bridges of, of the Phoenix Suns, which that's kind of speaking my language a little bit. Bridges is a really great two-way player, really good defender, super long, um, athletic, likes to get out and run. I think that's kind of who Jordan is, too, really aggressive defender. Um, and I just put, I want to kind of see how the front court plays out, like who maybe is in the who's in the rotation. Um, I think there's I think there's a lot to like about the Mitchell twins. I was, I, you know, I think watching them a couple times the last few weeks. I think my opinion of those guys changed a little bit. They run really fluidly. They're you know they're solid um, on the interior and they can run. Um, and then Trevor Brazil is a guy that I liked at Missouri last year, and I'm really intrigued to see how he develops. You know, under Eric. Brazil is one of those guys that uh, the ceiling is so high, you wonder what you know what he could do. Give me your starting five, your prediction on who's starting. Yeah, I would probably say I was thinking about this. I thought you might ask. I would probably go with Nick Smith. I go with Jordan Walsh, Ricky Council, Trevor Brazil, and you know maybe one of the two Mitchell twins. That's you know kind of stood out the most in practice. I think that's a good group to to work with. And then, you know, if, if something doesn't work out with that group or somebody's not playing well, you can bring a, a vet like Debo off the bench and then, um, you know, another facilitating type guard with, with Anthony Black, who that's 
I think that those options are, are pretty intriguing. And then Jalen Graham's a guy that we haven't honestly seen just a whole lot of um, in the practices that we've seen. I just want to kind of see him maybe take the next step, too. But that would probably be the five I would run out there. What have you thought about the other freshmen, the, the non-five stars, just the, you know, the four-star freshmen? Yeah, Barry, I'll start with Barry Dunning. I, I really like him a lot. You know, I think he – I don't know if it was a fair comparison, and it might be a slight on him, honestly, that he's a four-star, two, two-time player of the year in his own state. But I thought he was going to be kind of an Adriel Bailey type when he got here. Um, that kid runs the floor so, so well, and he's got a really good motor. Um, I think he's – of those four-star guys, the, the newcomers, I think he's kind of the leader of, of that group. I think Darian Ford, you know, he's going to get out and run, and I think a lot of his game, or some of it anyway, in high school is kind of predicated on power. Um, and so I was kind of curious to see how that would translate to um, the college level. I think he's doing okay. I and mean, then, you know, Jordan, or uh, Joe Pen- or Joseph Pinion, he's, you know, seen, I think he's kind of a, uh, he's a shooter in that, in that four-star group. And uh, I think, you know, I just think he's got to continue to, to take the next steps as, as a defender because as we, as we saw last year, just because, you know, you could shoot the ball well like Jackson Robinson, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get on the floor. you got to be tough and you got to defend and you got to be willing to, you know, just be tough nonstop when you're, when you're on the floor. I like those guys. Um, I just don't know. Uh, once the season gets here, maybe where their role is just because of, and it's not really anything, you know, uh, not really their their own fault. I mean, it's just that there's, you know, just loads of talent in front of them. We're talking with Scotty Bordelon, WholeHogSports.com. Scotty, are they loaded? I think they're really good. I think they're really good. The, the, the concerns that I have, I think, are kind of, a little bit from last year, some of the same things. Like you kind of wonder where some of the perimeter shooting is going to come from, but I think that you'll see maybe an uptick in that just because you know JD was ball dominant last season and he shot the ball. I wouldn't I wouldn't say great at all. He shot it very poorly at times from three. He was your highest volume guy, and he you know he took the most threes and um, didn't have the greatest percentage. I think it was somewhere around thirty percent. Nick is going to be your more ball dominant guy, I would assume. Um, and he's a, I would say he's a markedly better three point shooter than than JD was. So I think there's a. Um, I, I'm just curious to see who is going to knock down shots. I think Trevor Brazil is going to be able to do that. Jordan Walsh will be able to do that. Um, maybe Ricky Council will get there, but I think his thing right now is just. You know, attacking the rim and just being electric in the open floor. And I talked to him after his, his visit here, I think back in April or May, and he said that his only goal for the year was to be Defensive Player of the Year hmm. in the conference that he came into. So I think he's he's got one of the best bodies on the team. I think he's a he's a high flyer man, and he's uh, yeah he's been really fun to watch. But um, they're lo- I, I do think they're loaded, but I want to see I want to see him play somebody else before I go full fledged and, and say yes on that. Scotty Bordelon, WholeHogSports.com. He's on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Uh, wh- what role does Devo play? Oh, Devo's going to have a big role, man. You could see it. You could see him in some of the workouts that we were that we got to go to. I mean, he's he's the vet, and he's been coached by Eric as you know longer than anybody else on the roster 
think the only other guy that's spent the year with Eric is Kamani. So um, Devo's just he's been there and done that, and I think that he can learn you know some knowledge and tips and or um, tips and tricks to to some of these young guys. Just about kind of the demand of what the staff wants and maybe what things are going to be like in game because those guys are they're you know they're counted on to do a lot while they're on the floor. Um, you know, communication is a really big deal. Like you got to look over the sideline. Uh, for the whiteboard to see what the play call is. Some of those guys might not be accustomed to that. Devo is a guy that can, you know, get their attention. Um, yeah, I think he's going to play a big leadership role um, for sure, especially vocally. And then um, he can impact them when he's even not on the floor. Like I remember Eric told the story that he was standing on the sideline while some guys were going through like a shell-type drill defensively, and Devo was pointing out corrections that need to be made. Eric stopped practicing asked why Devo was doing that. Eric didn't get the answer that from guys that, that he, he wanted, and he was like, no, it's because Devo's been to a couple of Elite Eights, and he knows how to get there. Um, he's been there before, so he, he's going to have a really big role in that. I think um, just the, the ability to kind of be a secondary playmaker, I think, takes a little bit of pressure off him. And I think with you got facilitators and play creators like Nick and Anthony Black, I think you'll probably see Devo get back a little bit more into his wheelhouse with like that mid-range game, like kind of we saw in his freshman season as opposed to what we saw last year. Very early hot take that could look dumb in eight months. How many players on this team do you think will be selected in the NBA draft next year? Hmm. That's a good question. I would go with two or three. I think Nick's an obvious choice. I think Jordan Walsh, if he has a pretty good year, can get there. Anthony Black, I'm a little bit I don't really know. I don't really know about Anthony Black just yet. I think he's got some pro tendencies, obviously, but I think the the jump shot is a little bit of a concern as of right now. And I think Ricky Council's an athlete that could, you know, if he can, he goes out and wins Conference Player of the Year, you know, defensively, that could give him, um, you know, that could raise his stock certainly. I would probably say two or three three at the max probably right now, but that could obviously change you know, after, the, after the season ends if guys have a big year. Scotty Bordelon with us, wholehogsports.com. He's also been uh, busy with Razorback football practice. You going to be able to do both today? Is it going to work out 12.30, 2.30, then 2.30 over to practice? No, I don't think so. I'm just Right now I'm just planning on covering basketball. I think Eric is going to do a post-game Zoom after the, the exhibition is over with. So we'll talk to him and get some some thoughts and insights from him and so I'll be I'll be writing that. Um, I think some I think Andrew Joseph or Matt Jones will probably be at practice today. If the uh, if the weather holds up they'll probably have some some practice observations this afternoon. So what's your observation after uh, what we've had four practices? What sticks out to you? Yeah, I think one of the things that I've just kind of liked watching as the linebacker group, and I liked watching it in the spring too because we, could, you know, got the fun and lay eyes on Drew Sanders, the transfer from Alabama. He can really run, in. and I think that was one of the big stories of the of the spring is like how much of a compliment that he can be alongside Bumper Pool. Um, he hasn't been going through like the fastball starts where like the first team offense goes against the first team D for four plays. He hasn't been doing that, so it's given you know some guys. Underneath him, like Jordan Crook and and uh, Pooh Paul, you know, some opportunity. Jackson Waters do some more. Those guys have been getting like some first and second team reps with 
um, with the linebackers. I, I think their depth is pretty good there. And on the offensive side, I think the offensive line's in good shape. They got a bunch of guys back, and then um, you like their top five, and then you also got Packies Crawford just kind of waiting in the wings mm-hmm. and um, pushing for starting time too. I really think that he might he might grab that starting job at right tackle by the time the season starts. Um, I think he's going to play a lot. Just, just, I'm, there's nothing really in Dalton Wagner's past that's gonna, that tells me that he's going to be able to stay healthy, um, even though he's, he's a big part of what they do. But um, that just he hasn't been able to stay healthy, whether it's been his back or with that hand injury last year. And at receiver, I really like Matt Landers a lot. Kid that started at Georgia, went to Toledo. I asked Sam Pittman about him. I think after the first day, that he can really fly. And then I asked Malik Chavis yesterday, he's like, is there anything technical that that Landers does that kind of makes him a tough cover? And he just, I think it was about eight or ten times he just said he was fast. And so that's that's always good to just you know add another speed element to your receivers group. That's, that's kind of a kind of a, a the receivers group is kind of a, a big topic, you know, in, yeah. in camp is trying to figure out how you're going to replace Traylon Burt. Well, great job asking Malik that question because we just got through playing that on the air, and that was a funny clip. And I am. I'm hearing good things uh, in practice reports and from others about Matt Landers. What is it you like about him besides speed? <laughs> yeah, I just keep going back to the speed, and I think it's just it's easy. It's easy speed. Like, he's got really good burst off the ball. Um, we haven't honestly seen this a whole lot as far as, um, you know, like K.J. letting it loose in those fastball starts. So we haven't got to see really the one-on-one outside of the, the catch that Hazelwood made the other day, which was pretty unbelievable. Um, but I think that Landers, I mean, if he's, if Malik Chavis is saying he's fast, he's got to be pretty quick getting off the ball hmm. because Chavis is long and he can cover the ground pretty quick and recover because he's got great speed too. Um, I think Landers is going to be a guy that, that helps them out a lot. I think he started uh, the fastball the fastball drill on the first couple of days, like with the twos, and then when Hazelwood stepped out, Landers stepped up to the that first group. I think he can be, you know, one of Arkansas's top top two or three guys. Um, I, I think anytime you got a guy that the DBs just they just comment on his speed. Um, I think there's a place for that guy, and there's going to be some chances for him to catch some some deep balls from KJ. And he's KJ last year was phenomenal throwing the deep ball, trying to keep up with that. So he was he was really good there. I figured Landers would probably be a top target for him. While we're talking about speed, let's talk about Rocket. What's the high end for Rocket? What what if he, you know things go well, it stays injury free? What could Rocket do this year? I think Rocket can top a thousand yards, maybe get to twelve hundred. I mean, I think it was a really big deal for Rocket to understand in the spring that he was the guy. You know, I know Dominic Johnson was out, but that was a time that Rocket really understood his place on the team and understood that he was, you know, the reps that he were getting and that he was getting in the spring was that of a, of a featured back. And I think he can, he can definitely shoulder that. He just got, he's, I don't really know how to describe him less. Like he's somebody described him as sculpted the other day, just his physique. Um, he's, he's built for this league. Um, and I don't think he'll have any problem, you know, taking some of the carries that a guy like Traylon Smith, had last season, Rocket mm-hmm. wanted some of those. Um, he'll probably get them too. I, I'm expecting a, a pretty big year from Rocket out of the backfield. And I think you know he was a guy that played some receiver in high school, and they kind of thought that that's where he might land. 
when he got to college, but there was such a need at, at running back last season. They moved him over, and he he just kind of stuck there. But you know, he caught a touchdown pass at Alabama last year. Looks good doing it. I think he's a guy you can probably put in a slot, maybe bring in another running back like Dominic Johnson or AJ Green. Um, you know, you just get as many weapons on the field as possible. I, I, I'm expecting a lot from Rocket. I think he's going to be a really good player. He's got pro potential written all over him. With Dominique Johnson possibly being out for the opener, who do you see as the second back? Uh, right now, it's, it's A.J. Green. That's I, in my observations yesterday. It wasn't just a whole lot to glean from practice because they didn't really do much outside of like position group drills. But in those drills, A.J. was AJ was the second back, and that's, a, that's another guy that's, that's pretty electric. I mean, you remember the touchdown run against Texas. And it was late in the game, but he made those guys look really slow. <laughs> he's got he's got terrific speed, and then he can be a little bit tough to bring down. Um, like you saw in the Texas A&M game, he caught that swing pass out of the backfield and took it to the house. But um, it's really big for him to get a full camp in because he started last year's camp, I believe, and he got a concussion, set him back a little bit, and he just wasn't he just wasn't full speed or 100. percent I didn't feel like until like maybe late in the year. And you know, they put him back at kickoff return. I think you saw some some timid, timid, timidness from him, just kind of bringing the ball out. Like he's just, I think he's, I think now he's getting more comfortable, uh, and I think you'll be able to to, to really see his potential uh, in, the, in, the, in the next couple months. Scotty, I was thinking about this the other day, and because the receivers and uh, maybe not have that go-to guy like we had with Burks last year with sixty catches, maybe it's divided a little bit more. Is there a possibility Trey Knox is their leading receiver? I think Hazelwood will be their leading receiver, and I wouldn't be surprised if like Keytron Jackson surprises some folks. Like he finally looks the part, was looking the part in the spring, and then he's kind of flashed a little bit in camp. Again, we haven't seen this a ton, but I think Knox is a guy that He's obviously a lot more comfortable at tight end now. He's put on weight. He's carrying it well. He's leading well in that group. I think he's like Rocket with the running backs. I think Trey knows that he's the guy at tight end. And he can be, you know, in two-minute drills last year, you know, KJ looked to Trey. Mm-hmm. And they kind of had a really good synergy. And I think that I think that'll carry over. He kind of goes, I don't want to call him a safety valve per se, but I think there's I think he knows that Trey is always going to be there. And I think Trey I think Trey will probably be up there in terms of receptions, how many yards and touchdowns he gets. You know, we'll have to see. That kind of depends on his own elusiveness and ability to, to break free from linebackers and safeties and whatnot. But I think Trey I think Trey will have a, a pretty good year. Scotty enjoyed it. It was a little two for one today with some basketball and some football. I th- I appreciate your time. Yeah, man. Appreciate you having me. Y'all have a good one. Yeah, great job. Scotty Bordelon, wholehogsports.com on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline.